We see ancient Israel over and over again rehearsing the goodness of God in their history, even in the darkest seasons, right? When all seemed hopeless and where God is. Just check out the Psalms of Lament. Just look them up. Those are Psalms out of great desperation, and yet where they find hope, where they find source for gratitude is to rehearse the stories of the past. Not to lay in that, not to... Uh, you know, not to rest on their laurels, but to find hope for their present and vision for their future. So we're going to do that. It's going to be wonderful. I just want to point out before I say anything else that Joanne, on the video, you heard her say she's going to be here for the next 10, 20, or 50 years. Didn't you hear? You heard her say that, right? (laughs) Counting on that. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> you said it. God heard it. Your lips to God's throne. I feel that way about all of you. You know, um, there's so much about what's happened with the journey that has proved its name to be just so perfect for us. You know, all of us have been changed. Uh, and there are those uh, here today that were at our very first service. Malia was our first person to profess Christ at our very first service. And here she is. Blessing us. I'm, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to do it. Because I want to set the tone, you know. Um, and so here is our theme verse for the month. And I'm hoping that you will say it with me. It's from 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Let's say it together. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. i say it one more time. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I want you to stick in, give thanks in COVID-19, for this is God's will for you. Say that with me. Give thanks in Yeah, plug in anything that's heavy on you right now. You know, we're, we're in a season where this is just stretched out. There is a, there's an exhaustion just by not being in life as we were meant to live. We were wired to be involved and engaged with each other's lives, to be working, to be celebrating. And uh, so you might be feeling like a lot of people, just worn down. And gratitude might be hard to come by. But the thing I want you to see about this, and here's the big idea for our for our whole series, and this isn't a full sermon today, this is just a teaser for what's coming as we look at gratitude. But here's the big idea. Gratitude is more than a quality that you should hope for or, or, or be dependent on your situation. Gratitude is actually a holy habit that we are to cultivate as God's people. That verse says it clearly. Give thanks in all circumstances. The, the word for give thanks is in the imperative mode. It's a command. And so I want you to understand just a few quick things about gratitude. This is God's gratitude. First of all, gratitude is commanded. As Christians, this is something we are to do obediently. Now, that's kind of hard when we look at gratitude as being connected to our life circumstances. And that's why the second thing that I want you to be aware of as we look at gratitude is that gratitude is not meant to be dependent 
on our circumstances. Gratitude is not the same as happiness. You've heard me talk about that. What's the key word inside the word happiness? Happen. Happiness is dependent on what happens in our life. God calls us to gratitude no matter what happens in our life. Gratitude is not dependent on circumstances. Now, that verse that I introduced to you just quickly has a broader context. There are two other statements at the front end of 1 Thessalonians 5.18, verses 16 and 17. They're short verses, brief statements, but it's all one sentence. And so I want to show that to you, and we're going to say this together. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's all one sentence. All of these concepts flow together. And what that leads us to is this third quick idea. Gratitude, the spiritual discipline of gratitude, which we need to put right up there on the list with Scripture and prayer and worship and community. Gratitude needs to be on our list of holy habits of spiritual disciplines. And the way we reach for that and attain it is to recognize that gratitude is rooted in God's grace and in our relationship with him. That's what those two parts of the verse speak about, rejoice always. The Greek word rejoice as as its core word, its original word that it's linked to is the word charis. You know what charis means? It means grace. The word rejoice in Scripture means to revel in God's grace. I love that. It's a way of looking back at our life through the lens of what could have been, but what God's grace saved us from. What we deserved, but what God's grace gave us. It's rooted in Christ, in the work of the cross. Gratitude finds a constant inspiration when we live in, when we revel in the grace of God. That's what the word rejoice means. So from now on, whenever you sing the word rejoice, whenever you come to it in Scripture, remember that it means reveling in the grace of God, his undeserved favor towards me in Jesus. I can be there always, no matter what life circumstances have. And then when he talks about prayer, Pray continually. He's not talking about petitions. He's talking about communion, right? I love C.S. Lewis's quote about prayer. I think it was C.S. Lewis. I don't, we, we give C.S. Lewis lots of credit for lots of quotes. I, I did one on, on Facebook this week that was a brilliant quote. Turns out Lewis didn't say it. So I put my name on it. But I think Lewis said, I don't pray for God to change God's mind, I pray for God to change my mind, right? Prayer begins with the words, our Father in heaven. What Paul is speaking about here is an ongoing, constant sense of communion with God. It's not prayer as we think of it, our prayer list, our petitions. Those matter because they matter to our heavenly Father but it's about our connectivity with him. Pray without ceasing means I'm constantly living within the presence of God. 
Vitalina and I have gotten an awful lot of living in each other's presence over the last few months, as have a lot of you, right? Now, I had 90 days or more when COVID first kicked in where Vitalina was in New Jersey with her dad. Stuck down there as, as her being high risk, her dad having come through surgery and needing help with his medication. I guess those 90 days were just the most miserable three months in a season when we were all just trying to figure out the new norm. It was miserable. I was a wreck. I love having Vitalina back. And now Ella got married, our youngest. She's out of, out of the house. And so it's just Vitalina and me in the house. We are in continual communion. That doesn't mean we're talking every hour of the day. But there's just something about being together, right? When we do talk, sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's testy. It happens to all of us. Sometimes it's profound. We're crying a lot. We're just crying a lot, Vitalina and me. Um, everything is just always there. And that, those tears are tears of sorrow for people that we've lost over the years. But there are a lot of tears of joy, too. There's just a lot of that in our life. There's a lot of gratitude that's just flooding out in our life right now. We are together constantly, even if I'm not telling her how I'd like her to do all these different things. That's what we're supposed to have with the Lord. We're supposed to have that sense. We're just together. We're, 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 he's in my life. And so when a thought comes, I'll turn to the Lord the same way I might turn to Vitalina. Pray continually. Our gratitude, this holy discipline that is actually the responsible of every person who is in Christ to cultivate and to bring out in our life is rooted in reveling in the grace of God and continually being in a sense of God's presence and working with him, see? And so because of that, we really don't have any excuse for not being grateful. And that's why we can hear Paul say as a command, be grateful, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So if it's a command, that also means it's possible. We can be grateful at all times. We just have to learn the keys to it. We have to find our footing in God's grace. We have to learn how to see each circumstance through the lens of God's grace and, and find cause for gratitude. And uh, if, if the world needed that, if Christians need it now, we, it's more than ever right now we need to look at that. Yeah. I want to show you a picture of our, our launch team. Oh, I see we are rebooting. Can you get it up? Need a minute. Talk amongst yourselves. I am grateful for. No. I don't, I don't do well with jokes. You do, Lou. Well, oh, there it is. All right, good job. This is the very first gathering of our launch team uh, in the summer 10 years ago. This is before we had our very first public service, which was officially 10 years ago yesterday. So we're right on the weekend celebrating our 10th anniversary. 
This was a group of people that came together and there are those in that circle who are still with us today. Many served gladly here and then moved on to other places. Some moved away or, or found God's calling elsewhere. But I love that picture because of what it represents for my family. If you look carefully, you'll see my family in that picture. We're all together. The thing I want you to think about, because we're taking on an amazing theme during a very challenging season, right? There may be a lot not to be grateful for right now, a lot to be fearful of, a lot to be concerned about. We're taking on gratitude in this season. There's something very important when Scripture says, be grateful in all circumstances. That prayer circle represents the end of one of the most difficult chapters in my family's life. What led us into the place where God could birth the Journey Community Church was through a very dark season. A lot of anguish, um, a lot of pain, a lot of sense of betrayal. Uh, For me, even a sense that uh, I don't know how far to go with it, but it was a sense that really shook me up in terms of my calling. Uh, people basically told me I, I wasn't doing what I should be doing or I wasn't doing it right. And um, it was a very hard season. And God birthed a journey out of that season. Right? And we would never have been in the place where we were seeking God's presence had that dark season not occurred. And I think in many ways that reality of the journey as a church has been lived out over and over and over again in lives in this church. I look around this room, I I think about people who are part of our church family, and I know so many of you came here out of dark seasons, chapters of brokenness. I think about the recovery community from the two homes up the hill who at one time filled the front three rows right here. And when you talked about God's grace, I I never experienced that being felt so strongly. The story of the journey is a story of person after person who has come through a season of brokenness, of darkness, and has allowed God to use that to take them to a new place and to grow and to transform and to do a good and glorious thing. I love that. I love being part of a church that's rooted in that, that we came through that, and here we are. And so I I just want to celebrate that because right now we're in a very similar season as a culture, right? Uh, Some of us feel devastated. Some of us have had a hard season. Some of us, our marriages, our our recovery has been derailed. Our jobs, our, our sense of security, our fear for our nation around the election. We feel like we're in another one of those seasons, many of us. And what I want to tell you is that that means that God is ready to do a great and glorious and good thing. And even now we can be grateful in this circumstance for it is 
the will of God. And so let's be obedient to that. Amen.